This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're momming today with Ashley Bisman um, as we remember 9-11, 20 long years later. Um, Ashley is a mother of two. She lives on Long Island, New York, married. And you were in high school. You were in high school history class. I know everybody remembers where they were when the towers went down. Um, And your dad worked on the 101st floor of Tower One. Correct, yes. He was the CFO of Cantor Fitzgerald, who had an office in in that building. And, I mean, take me back to that day. So as you mentioned, I was in high school, Um, I was 16, and I was sitting in my class with all of my friends that I had grown up with and known all my life, and rumors started spreading around. People were whispering that, um, you know, an airplane had hit uh, one of the towers, and uh, my best friend tapped me on the shoulder, and she said, do you know what's going on? And at first, I just thought, it was a crazy rumor. I thought it was ridiculous. And I went back to doing my work. And then about 30 seconds later, I just had a pit in my stomach and I would, and I just knew that it was real. And, um, I got up from my seat and I ran out of the classroom and I ran through these really long, narrow hallways of my school. And at that moment, um, word was spreading like wildfire. So people, Students, teachers started, um, you know, evacuating their classrooms, lining the hallways, and they were all standing there. And I just was running and running and running, trying to get to the main office to get some help and and try and get home to my family. How long did that take? So I when I got to the main office, um, you know, I was pleading with them, you know, explaining that my dad worked in the North Tower and I had to get home. And um, at the time they tried calling my mom and all of the phone lines were were um, busy signals because everyone all over the tri-state area uh, was trying to get in touch with loved ones. So they couldn't reach my mom and um, they just tr- kept trying to make me feel better and say, don't worry, sweetie, you know, what floor was your dad on? It'll be okay. And I just looked at one of the administrators and I said, My dad was on the 101st floor and I have to get home. And he looked at me and he knew um, he knew then and there that it was serious. And so then um, I was given a ride home and I walked up those steps to the den of my house and everything was on TV. You were 16 years old when this happened. Um, Yeah. So I was a junior in high school. And and you had to... um, those are the, supposed to be the most fun years of your life, and you had to do so without a dad. And as you've gotten older and gotten married and had children, you've had to process all of this. And you did that in a book, 
Chasing Butterflies, yeah. which launched on Father's Day, which which, which I, I, I love the timing because this book is a love letter to your father. Absolutely. Yes. It's all about searching for love and my you know experiences with dating and trying to find someone to spend the rest of my life with and doing that in the shadow of the Freedom Tower. So really, you know, coping with the loss of my dad, figuring out how to deal with that grief you know, while finding love and trying to enjoy my life as much as I can. Um, and in the end, it's really the, the greatest love story in the book is the story um, and the, the tie that I have with my dad. Can you talk a little bit more about that? How have you kept him alive for yourself and for your children? So that's probably the best part about having written Chasing Butterflies because I flash back to memories that I had with my dad, really special moments that were only him and I had known about for, for 35 years, um, special moments of him, you know, lifting me up at the beach as waves were coming toward us and, you know, wiping that grainy sand off of my face and memories of him driving me around and his sports car that he worked so hard to buy and, you know, the wind flying in our hair and, you know, him playing the radio really loud in the car and we'd be laughing, just all of these little memories um, that were in my head and my heart for so long are now in the pages of this memoir. And so as every person reads this book, it's almost like with the turn of a page, a piece of my dad comes back to life. You know, in some ways, you're lucky that you knew your dad. I mean, you had him for 16 years. And, and you know, so many um, children who lost their parents on, on 9-11 were babies. You know, they, they didn't they don't have memories of, of their parents. And, and you do. And you get to share them with everybody else and keep them alive with your children. I, absolutely. You know, I think of that a lot, especially because I've met more more people that lost their parents on 9-11 that are, that are much younger than me. So they didn't know their, their parents. Um, and it is a completely different perspective. Um, and I do hear that a lot, you know, it's, my story is horrific. Um, it's even more so for those small children that never knew their parent. Um, but you know, it's a different kind of grief. It's a different kind of loss. And I don't think one is any better than the other. Um, you know, I don't think I'm luckier than anyone else. Um, you know, those holes in our hearts are are equal in size um, and we're all dealing with the kind of loss in a different way. Um, but it, it's definitely a really hard situation to, to navigate through as, as any child, teenager, you know, that lost a parent so in that way. How did you do that, Ashley? I mean, I, I just, I go back to, you know, you walk, you got married. You walked down the aisle and, and your father wasn't there to walk you down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really, it's difficult. And I also have friends, you know, who who lost dads as well. And um, it wasn't to 9-11, but to cancer and to other, to other um, unfortunate situations. Um, but for some reason, I think walking down the aisle, having lost my dad in this way on 9-11, I think is different somehow because it was a a tragedy and a loss I shared with the whole world. So, you know, as I'm walking down that aisle, you know, everyone knows they, they know how my dad died. They're thinking about it. 
I'm thinking about it. Um, so it's very public and um, it, it's a tricky situation to navigate. But as I was walking down the aisle on my wedding day, you know, I was just so thankful that my mom was on my arm, that I was walking toward an amazing man, um, that I had my brother there and all my best friends from childhood. So as sad as it was not to have my dad there, there was still so much love in the room. And I was I was grateful for that. What kind of um, help did you get to help you get through some of the some of the darker times growing up? Um, I, I feel that, like just no for for nine eleven. Just I just want to say one more thing here. I feel like it's such a you're personally dealing with it, but because it's such a a, a mark on our nation's history, you're also dealing with it publicly, and that has to affect the way that you process things. Absolutely, and it's a great question. Um, so. I didn't want to discuss it for a very, very long time, probably up until now. So we're talking 20 years. Um, I didn't speak to any therapists, any group uh, support. I really just wanted to deal with it privately and on my own because the day was so public. Um, and so that's what I did and, um, it worked for me. Um, you know, I just wanted to kind of go on with my life and try and attempt to be, you know, in quotes, normal, a normal teenager, normal young girl looking for love. Um, and, um, I just kind of buried those emotions. Um, for me, it it worked in the sense that now in my thirties as a more mature adult, and now that I've you know, I'm married with children and I have a different perspective on life. Now I'm kind of able to discuss it differently. And, you know, I've marinated on the feelings for so long. Um, So, you know, that's how I got through it. I really compartmentalized and pushed through and just tried to, you know, kind of persevere and, and, and get through life in that way. But I think it's a true testament to the fact that everyone deals with grief differently and there's no uh, wrong way or right way. It's just what works for you. So whether that's, you know, group counseling or talking to a friend or, you know, whatever it is that you need to do to get through it, you know, I don't think there's a one size fits all. Was writing this book um, catharsis for you? It's it's interesting. I, I wouldn't say that it was catharsis um, because I've come I'm, I'm very much at peace with 9-11 and I'm at peace with, you know, not having my dad here. And so all of that was already very much dealt with. And so writing this book, I hate to use the word fun, but it really, it was fun for me because, you know, I was able to write about these amazing times I had with my dad. I was able to write about my incredible experience living in Manhattan in my 20s. And it really was fun. Um, you know, writing is something that I, I live to do. I, you know, I love it. And so really the, the book brought me a lot of joy. One review of your book says, unlike any 9-11 story, Ashley's memoir shows what empowered, strong, smart women are like, which is important to hear today. It entices the reader to follow Ashley's quest to find Mr. Right while revealing how the tragedy she experienced impacted her search. Do, mm-hmm. sh- do share some stories. Sounds a little sex uh, in the city. Yeah. So, you know, when I was when I was pitching Chasing Butterflies to literary agents, 
Um, you know, a, a lot of them were very confused. You know, they were like, we don't get it. How does 9-11 and dating go together? You know, we just don't understand. Um, and I totally get that at first glance. But that's why I was so I was so insistent on writing this book and writing it my way, because I wanted to shed a, a light on the fact that, you know, yes, I had this tragedy in my life, but it doesn't change all of the good times and the laughs and and all the great experiences that I've had. Um, and dating was a huge part of that uh, in Manhattan in my 20s. Um, so I found myself, you know, going through that revolving door of of meeting men and looking for Mr. Right. And, you know, a lot of my dates were downtown in the West Village in Soho, Lower East Side, all of these amazing you know, areas of New York City. And, you know, those Freedom Tower lights are just shining down on you. And, you know, you could be, you know, having a romantic kiss on the streets or holding hands with, you know, a great guy on a first date. And you're doing all of this, you know, in, in the shadow of the Freedom Tower. So it's a really unique and interesting uh, perspective. It's a stark parallel. More from Ashley Bisman on her new book, Chasing Butterflies, when we're momming today returns right after this. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. We're back on We're Momming today with Ashley Bisman. Uh, 20 years after 9-11, Ashley, you're successful. You're an author. Um, You're a teacher, correct? Yes. Yeah. New York City public school teacher. New York City public school teacher. Uh, will be in the classroom and you have two kids. How old are your kids? My daughter is almost four. Uh, her birthday is in September and my son is 20 months old. Oh, congratulations. Thank so, you. so they're, they're young. Um, too young. I, I think to, I mean, you don't talk about your dad with your, with your four-year-old, do you? No. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's still hard for me to try and figure out how to explain um, death and loss to someone that's four, um, you know, without worrying them and upsetting them. Um, I do have a picture. I have many pictures of my dad throughout my house. And I, you know, and recently my daughter has become more curious and she, you know, she'll say, mommy, who is that? And 
I say, that's grandpa Jeff. That was my daddy. Um, and she just goes, okay. And, <laughs> and, you know, we leave it at, we leave it at that. Um, you know, I do know the day will come when she says, well, where is he? And, you know, what happened to him? And, you know, that's something I'm going to have to learn as I go, um, because it's, it's hard to figure out, you know, what to say to a child that would make, that would make it seem safe and like everything is okay. I have no advice there. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I, I go on, you know, I, I start making things up. Um, <laughs> I go into story mode and I think sometimes I, I make the situation worse. I should just tell the kids the truth, but yeah, right. I, I, have no, I have no advice for you on that one. Um, yeah. What, what was it like? Um, it, the other thing you're going to have to teach your children is a history lesson of 9-11 because it's, yeah. it's, you know, we remember it like it was yesterday because we were mm-hmm. old enough to understand it, but th- their kids weren't, you know, they don't know what the World Trade Center was. They, they just, they didn't experience it. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I look forward to the day when I when my kids are a little bit bigger and I can take them down to the memorial fountain. Um, and my dad's name is etched in the stone right on the corner, right by the museum. And um, it's in a very peaceful, beautiful location. It overlooks the the water that's that's trickling down. And, you know, I, I look forward to bringing my children there and having them put their hands on my dad's name and on those letters and saying, you know, this is our last name and this is where we come from. And we're very much a piece of history. And, um, you know, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to have more of an adult conversation in that way. How's your brother and your mom doing? They're they're excellent. My my brother is married with with uh, two girls, uh, my nieces, and they live in Manhattan. And, um, you know, I think my dad would be really proud of the both of us because we've become, you know, we're happy and and successful. And we have uh, many grandchildren that are named after my dad and they, you know, carry on the legacy. Um, And so my brother Josh is doing really well. And my mother also is just a, an incredible example of a strong woman. Um, you know, she was a widow at 45 and she raised my brother and I um, on her own at that point. And, um, you know, we're a very close family and we're a very happy family. And so I think my dad would also be incredibly proud of the job that my mom did. Oh, <laughs> do you guys have, yeah. and that's the, I, that, the tip, to think that your mother was, a, I, I, instead of using the word widow, I've been told surviving spouse is is the better word. I mean, at 45, she was a single mom. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, now that you are a mom and you think of what your mom went through, wow. I mean, do you just give her even more credit, the strength that she had to exhibit to, 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 to raise you guys and to explain this to you guys and to make sure that she was strong enough to do it? Absolutely. I think when you become a parent in this situation, um, you know, you, you can't help but think all the time about, you know, what happens if and when I'm not here and my kids are on their own um, because, you know, it happened to me. So I can't help but think about it in terms of my children. And so it just teaches me to, you know, really cherish every moment and also be responsible and and, you know, plan ahead and make sure that my kids will always be okay. And, um, 
you know, just hope that you're instilling in your children the right values so that one day when you're not here, they they can navigate this world. And um, I definitely, every day from when I was 16 up until now at 36, um, give my mom incredible credit. And, um, you know, I can't say enough about about the the leader that she was and is for our family. And last question here. Do you have um, like a, a ritual, like every 9-11, you do the same thing or not? Yes. What yes, is it? we do. So every 9-11 for, it's been about 18 or 19 years, my family goes down to the memorial and um, we leave all the grandkids at home um, for an adult's night out. <laughs> so we'll go down to the memorial and we just kind of take a moment to, you know, put our hands on my dad's name and, you know, take in the moment, think of him. And um, then we go around the corner and we have a nice a nice family dinner um, to just enjoy life and, you know, toast to my dad and, um, and to remember what the day is really about, which is family. Um, although this year will be the first time in almost 20 years that I'm not doing that um, because it is 9-11 and I do have chasing butterflies out this year, I will be actually doing interviews on 9-11. So I will not be in the city that day, which is also, I think a nice, um, progression of life. And I think my dad would be proud because now I'm doing something, you know, work related on that day. I'm doing something productive that really brings back his memory and helps a, helps a wonderful organization Tuesday's children. Um, so the fact that I'm now doing that on 9-11 this year, I think is a nice, um, a nice change in events. He would be proud. Ashley, thank you. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to talk with you. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.